right, well, we are excited today because we're chatting with Carlos Whitaker. Yeah. If you don't know who he is, he's a sought-after speaker, author, mm -hmm. Instagrammer, um, friend from church for us. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, fun opportunity of going to the same church together, having the same haircut. Yes. Um, <laughs> just all-around great guy, and uh, we're excited to chat today. He's released his book called How to Human. What's the subtitle? Three Ways to Share Life Beyond What Distracts, Divides, and Disconnects Us. Mm. And if you haven't read any of Carlos's stuff, um, he's just a great writer, great storyteller, like just really easy reads about things that are really important and pressing in our society. Yeah. And this one falls like right in line with that where, uh, yeah, we're just in this crazy, crazy time. And Carlos is really good at um, helping us walk through it and navigate it with grace. And anyway, that's what this book is about. Like, mm -hmm. how do we do life right? And mm -hmm. I'm going to stop talking so that Carlos can talk, but... Carlos, thanks for taking some time to chat today, brother. Hey, I'm on seed time. I can't believe I'm on seed time. You are so on seed time. Yeah. Let's go. This is... Talk about a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's another thing. I want to bounce around because there's a lot that I want to ask about. There's You're just a really unique human being with a lot of value to add, and I want to kind of extract a lot of different things. Well, um, and I love, before we even get into this, the conversation, I need everyone to know that whenever Bob and I run into each other, either in the lobby at church or at a party... Literally, we kind of like it's. I, this doesn't have a lot of people, but we just kind of lock in right away, and I feel like we just go all in, like like we just go deep, and it's 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 just so cool. Like I I, I don't do that with a lot of people, but I was yeah. even telling Heather like I ran into you at church on I can't remember the the other night, and yeah. she's like, "Where'd you go?" I was like, "Oh, Bob and I were just chatting in the bathroom for like thirty minutes. It was awesome." So like, yeah, yeah. We, this is just something that happens all the time, and I love it. Yeah, we just skip the weather. We skip yes. how the Titans are doing. Yes. It's like, all right, let's just get to what matters. Those are know? the best kind of friends, though, I think. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Great. Let's dive in. Um, this is an interesting book to write. And uh, yeah, was there a point over the last few years, and I'm assuming there was, but I'd love for you to share this if there was. Was there a point where you were just so impacted by what was going on in society, in our world, where you're like, all right, <laughs> I got to do something. I got to say yeah. something, you know? Yeah. 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 You know, there, there definitely was right. We've, we've uh, just kind of collectively as the human race have gone through, um, you know, trauma together, all together, holding hands. Like we've all been yeah. traumatized. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And that, that, that's not, you know, we're, we're all rookies. We're all pandemic rookies. So like none of us have ever done this before. And, you know, I, I think 2020 was a year that saw me begin to talk about um, difficult things. Uh, and I, I think it was maybe the first year I realized, oh, maybe I'm kind of built for this. Maybe, maybe like yeah. I, I've got a, I've got an extra level uh, or capacity, bit of capacity for difficult conversations and mm -hmm. handling them in grace filled ways, trying my best. So, so like that was obviously happening, right? We're talking, we're talking COVID and masks and race and, and, brutality and politics, everything. Right. And I'm like yeah. trying to like walk through that with everybody, but that wasn't actually the, that wasn't the ethos of this, the, the Phoenix rising moment of this book. It was really late or maybe mid 2021 after we kind of for a year or more, we've all been walking through a lot of hate, a lot of division together that the more places I went to, the more I realized, Oh my gosh, like, I, I actually think people are tired of yeah. hating each other. Like, like, <laughs> like, like I, I think we, we went through a season where it's like, 
I think 2020 is like, oh, wait a second. Look, this is new. Like, I didn't know you believe that. I've known yeah. you my whole life. I can't yep. stand you. And then we're like, yeah, look at me. Like, I'm going to. But then after about a year of that, it was like people started going like, wait a second. Like, I can't start othering everybody. I can't dehumanize yeah. everybody. I can't. And that's what everyone's trying to do. That's what everyone, all the podcasters and all the, not all the podcasters, but a lot of people that are making their money off of like dividing us. And the more and more I traveled and I spoke, the more and more I realized there's a lot of people that probably vehemently disagree with me on a lot of socioeconomic, a lot of political issues, a lot, a lot of things like that, that are still following me because they are leaning into, uh, they want to lean into a conversation with me because they trust me. And yeah. I just, I just start thinking, well, you know what? I think all of us can do this better. And yeah. that was, so I guess the long answer is like probably mid 20. 21 was when I was like, maybe, maybe this is, this is the book. Maybe this is the pain point uh, that I'm feeling from everybody. Cause I always try to write from pain points. I'm always looking at the pain point of my audience, whether it's on Instagram every day or on Twitter. I'm like, what are they hurting with today? What's hurting them? Let's talk about it. Uh, and it, you know, it, it, in varying degrees, it all kind of led to maybe we're doing this wrong. Uh, and so, yeah. yeah, that's where, that's where it came from. Yeah. Yeah, and I just well go ahead. I, I mean, I applaud you for talking about all this because <laughs> I can't imagine every uh, DM or email or whatever You're right. that you can't imagine. real polite and nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, thanks for bringing up the conversation because even if we don't all agree, you right. know, we all see things the same way, which we shouldn't right. anyway. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> it's good to be talking about these things and figure out how to resolve this conflict. Yep. You know, in our own families and in our circle of friends yes. and, in our, and in the body of Christ, yes. like, we have to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, what the heck are we doing? I mean, <laughs> division. It's so funny because sometimes people will uh, <laughs> it makes me laugh because you said that about how we don't know. We don't know have to agree. A lot of times people before they repost something of mine. I, and I just always think it's so funny, though. I, I'll see them share a reel or something that I made. And and the first thing they say is, you know. Now, I don't agree with everything Carlos says, but it's like it's like they have to like, but this is really good. And I and I always laugh because I think to myself, like, I don't say that every time I talk about my wife, but I don't agree with everything she says either. So, like, why do you feel like you've got to like, you know, but it's just true. You know, it's like it's like, yes, like this is actually something in our own families that yeah. we got to get better with, with our own siblings and kids and spouses, right? So mm -hmm. this book is even for like those close relationships. Yeah. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on, because uh, I've watched a handful of these documentaries just about social media, the algorithm. I mean, we all know this. This has been the thing that has created these echo chambers where all we hear or if I'm on the right side of uh, the political yeah. line, all I hear is this. Or if I'm on their side, you know, it's like, and so we build these echo chambers. And social media is like amplifying this, doing this. Like, what are your thoughts on all of this in this equation? Yeah, I, I think it's horrible. I, I think if we only are hearing people from people um, that look like us, think like us, vote like us, love like us, eat like us, then yeah. th then we're not doing, we're not humaning. We're, we're not yeah. humaning correctly. And so we, there has to be, we have to like intentionally, intentionally mix up that algorithm. Like my yeah. algorithm, honestly, like is, yeah, I, I can tell when I'm like, oh man, like I've, I've like, 
I'm way too far down the rabbit hole of the up opposite side of what I believe because I purposely follow those people. Um, I purposely like their posts. I purposely comment on their posts so that I can I can get both sides of what I'm you know whatever it is that I'm looking yeah. at. And so I just think we have to disturb and disrupt that ourselves. Yeah. And if we don't do it ourselves, uh, we're going to get really lazy. We're going to get really unhealthy. We're going to get really yeah. just um, as far as like how we're in relationship with those around us, because that may be, I mean, here's the thing, like anyone that, you know, not everyone has jobs like we do. Right. So like, like we can kind of, you know, surround ourselves with like-minded individuals where as most nine to fivers, um, they're going to have to work with people every day that aren't on the same, you know, don't have the same point of view as they do. So like, so I just think it's very important to disturb and disrupt that, especially that social media thing, because um, that's where we can get in trouble. And it's so easy to spot a mile away, man. I can spot it a mile away when one of my good friends, you know, it will come in. Hey, well, I've, I heard they're putting kitty litter in kids in kindergarten rooms because there's kindergartners, uh, you know, identifying as cats. And I'm like, okay. So I know the podcast you're listening to, right? So, so it's like, it's like they're just surrounding themselves with, with echo chambers that I'm like, if you, if you were to, and you, you can go on whatever side of whatever, but if you were to literally listen, which is what I do every day, like I've, I've got three very, very conservative followers that I, that I follow that I actually enjoy following. And then I've got uh, maybe two super, super progressive followers that I follow, but they're all kind of like teachers and it's beautiful because I'm I'm hearing and I'm learning it all, but that allows me to be fully human and not yeah. just get really, you know, the people that work out, they never work out their legs, right? And like they, yep. they at the beast, they legs. show up and they're like, it's like, yo, leg day, bro, because your legs are tiny, but you are swole <laughs> up top. And that's yeah. what so many of us look like walking around. It's like, no, man, we got to even this out. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true, but it's like, and I think that's what's so scary about the social media component is the default yeah. is that is something that's creating division. And so it requires us to do the work, yes. take the steps, understand that this is important. Um, yeah. Do the so, work. That's yeah. it. I mean, you have to do, it, it takes being proactive. At, you, you have to be active in this. Like this isn't something that is just going to happen. Like it takes work. You know, you read the subtitle, three ways to share life beyond what distracts, divides and disconnects us. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay thank you editor for that bumper sticker of a uh, of a great, I mean, it's a great subtitle. I think it kind of explains it, but can I tell you something? It's it's not as easy as that flows off the tongue. It is difficult yeah. to do, so it, it's going to take yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things I heard about when you were writing this book, one of my friends told me, oh, Carlos is going off into the woods for, I don't remember how long, but I want to hear about this experience because you were basically disconnected. To give us some, some details about what you chose to do and what you got out of it. Yes, yes. So um, you're actually talking about the next book that I'm oh, writing right now. Oh, no. Yes. No, no, this is great. This is great. So, so okay. it, this is good. Spoiler. This is good. This is good. So um, only mini spoiler. We can talk about the rest after. But but so so here's the thing. They are very connected. So I wrote How to Human, Be Human, See Humans, Free Humans. A big piece of Be Human is um, is is really this whole social media disconnection is uh, getting away from screen time is, you know, uh, this isn't who we were created to be. And I write about this in How to Human. We Our souls and psyche were not created with the capacity to consume the amount of content we consume. It's yeah. just, it's just not. 
And to give a little sneak peek to the Seed Time Money podcast listeners, Ooh. I yeah, a little sneak peek. I, just because you've done the research, and so you you asked a good question. Um, so so I wrote this book, and then after like we're editing the book, and it's about to come out, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I am actually the least human I've ever been. Like oh, like wow. I looked, I I looked. I'm writing a book called How to Human, but I looked at my screen time. And I was spending now, you know, and I would, my excuse was, this is my job. Like, it's my job. Like I make reels, I make TikToks. I, you know, I do all these things. Uh, but my, my screen time was about seven hours a day wow. and, uh, and seven to eight, eight hours a day. And so I did the math and that's 49 hours a week. So suddenly when you start doing the math, I was like, holy crap, like that is two complete cycles of the sun around planet Earth or us going around the, the sun yeah. that I'm looking at this six and a half inches of glass, right? Mm. Holy cow, that can't be good. Then I kept doing the math. That's three months a year. Months. Mm. Like, that. that's not just waking hours. Like, if it's yeah. waking hours, that's six months, right? That's waking and sleeping three months, wow. which is crazy. And if I live to be 78, which I hope I will, um, that will be eight and a half years of my life mm. that I spend looking at my phone. And suddenly I was like nauseous because I was like, okay, we do that math. We are not living. We are not being human. We are not doing it. So without going into the details of, well, I'll have to come back on the Seed Time Money podcast yeah. to talk hey. about that. But sure. without going into the details, what I did is I did an experiment on myself and I, for nine weeks, did not consume any content. When I say content, I mean not even a text from my mother. Did not have any notifications. I had no phone. I had no laptop. I had no iPad. I had no TV. I had no, not, there were no screens around me uh, for nine weeks. Wow. And, and, and I obviously I documented the whole thing. It's very, I, I basically was on like on alone. Paper, right? Oh, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was, so no, here's the thing. I did take, during the thing, I took two cameras. I took my Sony, uh, oh, okay. both both Sony yeah. cameras so that I could like document myself, but I couldn't like, you know, yeah. I, could, I guess I could watch myself on the back of the camera if I wanted to get some screen time. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was paper. It was, um, it was just journaling and all that to say, I'm the next book is is basically a memoir of that experience wow that's cool and 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 it, it absolutely because one last little spoiler alert again for the sea time people i i went to a neuroscientist um the the day before the experiment and then i went back the day after the experiment and he scanned my brain and you'll have to read the book to find yeah. out what happened so that's Ooh. awesome well, I, dun, can't dun, wait dun. That. I love I that that's so good. So yeah. you were not with your wife, though, either, or your kids, huh? No, 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 I wasn't. Um, Did you mentally? Okay, there's a TV show. Have you heard of this called Alone? Have oh, yeah, you seen yeah, yeah. It, it, trust me, I basically did that. I accept that <laughs> I, I wasn't it. being ch I wasn't being uh, chased by bears. Now, uh, <laughs> I will I will say that um, that in in the middle of the experiment, because I was going to go crazy if I didn't, I, I did have my family fly out to where I was. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I got to see them there and then, and then, so it actually was one, two, three, four, it was six weeks, like alone, alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was three weeks of no technology with my family. Oh. So, cause I yeah. wanted to see what it, what it would be like living in a, in a, in this world with my kids on TikTok and my wife watching Heartland on Netflix without me consuming anything. So right. I wanted to see what it would be like living it too. And so, you know, this is coming from a guy that makes his living 
by talking to his phone. And, yeah. and, and so again, the, the purpose of, of the whole thing wasn't to like burn the phones. It's like redefining what our relationship is with technology and how to be as human as we possibly can, which takes wow. us back to the beginning part of this book, be human. That's step one. Like how do we truly go back to our original design, what we were created to be while still maintaining that we are living in a culture where there's not going to be less phones. Like we're not, you know, like unless right. there's some sort of apoc apocalypse or zombies coming or something like we're, we, we are, yeah. we are living with advancing technology. So yeah. how do we do this correctly and as healthy as we can? Yeah. Wow. Man. Well, I mean, I, you're making me excited for the next one. Too. Yeah, I know. I know. Right. That's so, I'm so pumped. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. So I'm about, I don't know. I think I'm about almost halfway through at this point. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I want to, I want to talk about and just dive in a little bit on is generosity um, yeah. and how that factors into this conversation and all this. And um, yeah, like, cause what you are doing on Instagram and anybody, if you're, if you're on Instagram, like go follow Carlos, he's at Los Wit. Um, and what you're doing on Instagram is just so powerful. Like, um, yeah, you're just doing something truly unique, truly remarkable, yeah. truly beneficial for humanity and for the kingdom. And I think setting such a great example of what generosity looks like. And I'll get to the question, but we've encountered so many people who think of generosity just as being um, it's tithing to my church or maybe like sponsoring a kid with Compassion International. But that's the extent of generosity. Sure. And uh, I think what you are doing such a good job of is highlighting our everyday lives, all the opportunities are all around us. Um, so can you talk to that a little bit? Like wh what made you, like, cause I don't know what the first maybe experiment was that you did on Instagram. Yeah. Where you're like, Whoa, what happens if I just invite everybody into this? Yeah. Um, but like, what got you into this? What, ha yeah. How did you start moving down this path? Yeah. You know, um, it wasn't on purpose. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I can't remember when I, Heather and I and the kids took your class at church. Um, if that was that was a that, year ago, was that twenty twenty one? Maybe I think it was. Yeah, I think it was twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, I mean, you like you guys talked so much about generosity, and and it it was something in my heart that really tugged at mine and Heather's hearts. Where it's like we want to be able to like give, like we want to be able to give yeah. back in ways that. We've, and so we started, obviously, like we started adjusting our the you know our budget to be able to give and to be able to be generous. And um, and so, like, th there was just a lot of conversations where I around me where it was just like, no, this is actually something that w is going to fill you like like you. I yep. know it's I know giving to someone else is going to help them, but I promise you it's going to fill you. And then around that time, um, gosh, there was a woman on my Instagram that somebody told me about. She didn't reach out to me. They're like, hey, this woman has like, she's having multiple seizures a day and she's trying to get a seizure alert dog. And um, it's gonna, it's like $30,000 for the dog. Um, she's been, uh, she has a GoFundMe page. Uh, and so they, this person sent me all this information about this other lady. She's been raising money for about six weeks. She's halfway there. So she had like $16,000. <laughs> and so I remember thinking to myself, you know what? Like, let me just see if, if my followers can give her like a thousand dollars. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I was like, I was like, what, what would they do? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, at the, and at the time I, I may have had like 50,000 Instagram followers and, um, 
I I just remember putting it out there, and I don't know. It may have been three minutes later, she had a seizure alert dog. Like like three minutes later, like all of a sudden, bam, like sixteen thousand dollars. And I was like, wait a second, what just happened? Yeah. Like like who are these people? And I was you know blown away. She was blown away. Like it was it was really cool. So then I did it again. I was like, I wonder if we. I wonder if that was just like a glitch in the matrix, right? Like like like. <laughs> I wonder if that really, and so, you know, there was a, um, oh yeah, I went on, I went on this trip to Alaska with these uh, brown and black kids from Brooklyn and uh, I kind of lived with, you know, experience. They were kind of wilderness training for a couple weeks and at the end of it, their, um, the nonprofit wanted to build them a house, like a bunkhouse um, and it was going to cost like $140,000 and I remember thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we like could give him 30 grand like that would be amazing like yeah. insta familia by this point we had a name right they give the the insta familia like name themselves and i was like what if what if we could do like give him like a down payment on this this home yeah. and in 24 hours we had raised two hundred and twenty six thousand dollars. <laughs> and oh i just remember God. i remember like going like what is happening like like wh- who are these people? And then it became a game, man. And then I was just like, "Oh, really? Well, let's see what we can do now." And so, over the last year and a half, we've done. Oh man, uh, I want to get the math right, but a little over two million dollars. Um, the that my Instagram followers have, and every time we do it, I kind of gamify it. I kind of gamify giving. I'm like, "Here, there's it's 24 hours. Let's see what we can do." And man, they are like. Let's do it. And, you know, so everyone's giving a dollar here or three dollars here. And it just, you know, adds up. We just did it again for some Waffle House employees here in Nashville um, and, a, yeah. and a Walmart employee and raised $140,000 in 24 hours for, you know, gave everybody 30 grand or whatever. And yeah. um, it just it's become it's become this thing where um, it becomes this thing where I know that my followers are now it sounds weird to say but they're actually addicted to giving it's it's the weirdest thing ever like they are that people tell me all the time hey we have insta familia in our budget and and we just we we put we put twenty dollars a month in venmo because i know that at some point you're going to ask us for venmo and it's just sitting there waiting so we can give there's just power in it and it's it's mind-blowing okay so there's so much here. Like this is yeah. so. This is exciting. So so good. Um, I don't know. What do I want to ask first? Do you have something you want to ask? <laughs> this? Like, well, we are, we actually talked about this. There, there's a, there was a scripture in the Bible where it talks about God loves cheerful giving, right? And that was in is that Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. In First Corinthians, um, they talk about. Take your money, put it in safekeeping so that when it's time to give, you're ready to give. Yeah. The safekeeping is not from thieves. It's from us, right? Yes. The safekeeping is so that we won't spend it. And so the, the idea of this, this tiny little thing that is just straight out of the Bible, which I, I think is hilarious, that it's like, just put it aside. Thing. It's so practical. Just yeah. put it yep. aside. And when yeah. you're ready, that makes it so much more fun to give. Yes. Because you're not worrying about it. It's there already. Yes. You know? You're not cutting into your groceries in order uh-uh. to be able right. to give. So, yeah, I, I love that practical aspect of it. But, um, yeah, and, like, I love that you said that there's so much excitement around giving because this, I believe, is the way God intended. Yeah. Like, yes. this is it. And, it's, and you're doing these two things. You're doing the human thing. Like, you're solving the human problems. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like the 
you're identifying what's going on, where, yeah, and you're being the hands and feet, and you're empowering a group of people to be able to do this. So I, I just love it so, well, so, yeah, so much. Bob and I have talked about a couple of times where I'm saying, like, why is the government doing X, Y, Z? And he uh-huh. says, because the Christians are supposed to be doing it and they're not. Right, right. Yep. And I'm like, oh, okay, so the government stepped in to do things that maybe it's not their job to do. Yep. But, like, I yep. love that you're basically, like, saying, yeah, well, the government doesn't have to do it. We can, no, do it. We can collectively they do this. Literally, yeah. these Waffle House waitresses that are on food stamps and they're yeah. working full time, like, we single-handedly in 24 hours – all three of them have moved out of their um, – they lived in hotels, all of them. They lived in different, oh, like, like uh, monthly kind of payment, you know, economy hotels. And they all moved into townhouses. Like, I watched this. And I'm like, you know, like, the government's helping them with whatever food, whatever they're doing. And I was like, no, let's come in together. Yeah. And here's the, here's, the, here's the crazier thing. I'm a follower of Christ. Like, I believe Jesus is a son of God, all the things – but not everyone that follows me and that gives is. Yeah. And 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 so I honestly believe it's actually intrinsically built into the human condition to want to do this. Like you don't even have to be a follower of Jesus to know that this is part of what we were created to do. And so yeah. that's what I love about it is that even people that don't follow Jesus have a part have God in them. They just don't know it yet. And yeah. it's just a part of them that is coming alive. Yeah. That's I so love good. that. Way to go, man. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. I'm so I know. glad you're doing that. And I don't even, I honestly, honestly, I still don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, you know, I've got, I've got, uh, you know, tax attorneys and business managers that are constantly making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm doing this right. But I'm like, you know, if I'm wrong, then maybe I'll, I'll get hit with the tax bill at some point with some, but everything's been kosher so far, you know, and it's like, cause we're doing it on Venmo and I'm setting up a nonprofit to be able to do it a little bit differently. Um, but it's just been so fun to watch people get addicted to giving. Yes. Yeah. And I love that so much. So I want to just dive into the weeds real quick on that because I'm really curious and, and we've done, uh, I feel like a small amount of that in Mm -hmm. one or two instances, uh, where we identified a need and kind of pulled and rallied other people in to kind of help with it. Uh, in similar experience where it's like, wow, this is <laughs> bigger, better than I thought, like, which is great. But how are you going about, um, how are you identifying what are those things? Uh, and also presumably at this point, ruling out all of the other things, because I'm assuming yeah. at this point, there's a lot of things knocking on your door and you have to decide yeah. what we do. That is a great presumption, Bob, because, because yes, my, my DMS are 30% needs now. Like, like it's like, wow, this is, Hey, this is happening, you know, and it's, it's uh, it can get overwhelming. Uh, but I, I have never actually, except for the first time, the one lady that said, Hey, there's a lady that follows you that needs a seizure alert dog. Besides that one time. And we've done this nine times now. Um, I've never, it, I've never taken a story from someone else i've always just asked holy spirit to lead me mm-hmm. to the need and so yeah. it is it is all strictly based on like conversational intimacy with holy spirit conversational intimacy yeah. like what where, where is it that i go like it's literally it's like a spotlight like i'm just like i just know when it's time right so when the other day i was driving around nashville and because i knew i was going to do this like i was like it was martin luther king day i have a dream and i was like oh my gosh let's go f- give someone their dream. Like, like what a great day. So I started driving around and I was like, Oh, you know what? I just felt led to go to a waffle house. So I was like, I'm going to waffle house. So I drove by one waffle house 
packed. Like I'm the line out the door because it was all the kids were out of school, Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's yeah. super packed. Went by another Waffle House, packed. And I was like, Lord, like lead me to the right one. So I'm just driving. And then I come upon one that I didn't even know was there on Nolensville Road. And um, I was like, okay, like it's pretty empty. I'm going to go in there. And I prayed about it. I walked in there and literally my podcast, my podcast name is, is you can't see it because it's too dark. It's Human Hope. Human yeah. Hope. I walked into this Waffle House and the lady goes, hey, welcome to Waffle House. Sit down right here. And I look at her name tag and it's Hope. And yeah. I was like, okay, okay. I mean, that this is what I'm talking about. Like the Lord will lead you to where you need to give. Like it's, it's, it's never, it never has to be complicated. So that's really yeah. every single time it's been like that. It's just been like, bam, yeah. it's clear. And I just kind of follow. Yeah. That's, that's great. great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and- yeah. So there's no system. There, there's no, the only system I have is his system. Like, it's just like, yeah. and then, you yeah. know, there, there may be six months before I do the next one. Like it's, it's just, you know, there, there are a lot of, um, you know, I'll speak to this for a second. There's a lot of social media accounts that this is kind of their stick, right? Like, like they, they're like, Hey, I'm going to make viral videos about going up to, you know, people in, in need and give them a hundred bucks or 500 bucks or a thousand bucks. And I, that's not really ever what I wanted my my account to be about it is part of what we do but it's not all of what we do i want us to be generous in multiple areas of our life uh not just financially right so how can we be generous just saying someone's name how can we be generous you know all these other things but i do feel like generosity in general is something that seeps down into every facet of what i do because you know i mean i think in the book uh I, I talk about Jesus's extravagant generosity, right? I talk about, you know, water into wine and how like, like he made enough wine for like 30 weddings to last like a month. And it's like, he could have just made enough wine for that wedding, but no, he went yeah. above it. It was always extravagant in his giving. So yeah. let's do it that way. Let's just be, you know, yeah. extravagant. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think the big takeaway, uh, you know, cause I like a lot of people listening, whatever, might not even have, any sort of social following or anything like to where it's not like, all right, let's just copy off of Carlos. But I think the point here is that there are opportunities around us every day, Uh like on all of the things, everything that you talk about in the book. um, But also like from a financial generosity component. And, you know, one story that we tell oftentimes is like we, when we first moved to Nashville, we were in a Hyatt hotel and we uh, were leaving a room. We'd stay there one night. I was getting ready to leave a tip um, for the housekeeper on the pillow and yeah. I find a few bucks and throw it on there. And I went my wallet and all I had was a 20. I'm like, Oh, that's too much. That's I can't, you know? And I ended up <laughs> like laying that down on the pillow. I'm like, yeah, I'll just go for it. Like just whatever. So we walk out of the hotel room, start walking down the hall and we notice it. Like she went in the room. So yeah. I get to the, ele- uh, the elevator, press the button on it. And I hear footsteps running down the hallway she's yelling and she <laughs> sees us and she's like oh thank you so much and bless me so much she's got tears in her eyes yeah. like and yeah. just telling us how this 20 dollars impacted her so much totally and i remember like getting on that elevator and telling linda like this was 20 dollars for us we could have blown this a hundred different ways and yep. never thought anything of it well and how easily the opportunity almost slipped past us yeah yes yes well, Yep. Yes. It's and it's all around us. And what I love about that, about the twenty dollars, is like, you know, for some of your listeners, it's like, oh man, twenty dollars is a lot of money, right? Yep. For for them. But but I mean, I say all the time, like, if you're one person and you got you don't you're not even on social media, but you have like five friends and each of you pitches in ten bucks and you give a like wa- watch the look on a college student's face if you give them a fifty dollar gas card that every, every all ten of you yep. just or all five of you gave ten bucks each and you 
$50 in a gas card to a college student literally could like shift their entire semester. Like they're like, Oh my gosh. Like now I can like, and so it really doesn't take a lot. And I, I just feel like sometimes we're, we're waiting for these massive moments of $140,000 or whatever it is. And you're yeah. right. It's just, it, it as, as lame as the saying is, it really is the thought like it, like yep. people just like the fact that you even thought about them. And again, back to the book, you saw them, like that's what people want. They just want to be seen. They're yep. desperate to be seen. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. What else? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we could keep talking about this for a really um, long time. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just excited for the example that you're setting because mm-hmm. I think it's impacting a lot of people. Obviously, the people who are uh, benefiting from some of that, but sure. But beyond that, you know, like I'm uh, deeply impacted by it, and I'm sure tons of other people are. Like you have us looking and thinking beyond our everyday, mm. and so I think that's so so great. And yeah. obviously, the generosity, financial generosity, is just one aspect of it. And like you yeah. talk about in the book, like there's so many more aspects but I, but i think in a lot of ways like we're talking about how this is work um yeah. trying to connect with people who maybe don't think exactly the same as us but but at the same time like there's a generosity within that that's required i think yes. uh you know a humbling of ourselves like which anyway i just think it's all connected you know yeah, what i mean it it is it, it is all i mean literally all connected like there's not and, and it's actually, you know, what I want people to see is that it actually affects your spirit. Like, like yeah. th- this is spiritual. This is deeply spiritual. Like this is not only, you know, it is, yeah, it's biblical, but I mean, it puts you in touch with parts of God that you maybe haven't even touched before, which yeah. is why it's just, you know, I love at our church, how they do giving testimonies. I just feel like that's, I've never been in a church where they've done that before, but it's yeah. like, man, when I, when I hear those things, I want to give. Because yeah, yeah. it just fires me up. And I, I'm kind of doing the same thing, giving testimonies on Instagram in front of non-Christians in ways that is convincing them like, oh, man, I want to give, you know? So it's just yeah. like, yeah, more of that. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I love that. All right, brother. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming to chat. Yeah. Everybody yes. run out and check out this book, How to Human by Carlos Whitaker. Uh, and yeah, it really is, like I said, I'm a third of the way in and I'm just, some of these stories are just so powerful and they, they will just grab you and they will, might bring a tear to your eye. But I think if nothing else, um, you're going to think differently and you're going yeah. to view uh, that family member at Thanksgiving this year, yeah. like you're going to be in a different position with them. And yeah. so it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, thank you for coming to chat, brother. Everybody run out and grab this book. Thanks, Linda. Thanks, Bob. This was awesome. And we'll we'll see you to chat about the next book next time. Yeah, can't wait. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. See you, brother. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, Head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.